mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Welcome back, guys. This is Manager Martinez. I'm Adam. Here's Danielle. Hi. And a good morning to you. Very good early morning to you. <laughs> it's 7.33 in the morning. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> this is the only time we got for this. That's the only time we got. Yeah, but soon that's going to change. Pretty soon, we'll be back strong. Yeah, we'll be back strong, yeah, baby. Can't wait for that. Back and better than ever. So today we have just a fun episode for you. Um, I wanted to ask somebody some questions about family travel because... Last year, we said we went to Europe, but before that, we were really doing the same exact trips all the time, and I really want to start mixing that up. I want our kids to see different places, and it can be overwhelming to plan a family trip, so I asked uh, Tamara Gruber, who has her uh, own blog called We Three Travel, uh, and she and her friend have a, um, a podcast called Vacation Mavens that you should definitely download, and they talk about all different types of trips that they've taken, um, all types of family questions for travel that you might have, and it's a great resource if you're going to plan um, a trip. So go check her out um, at We3Travel, also on Instagram, and also Vacation Mavens. Um, and she's going to answer a bunch of our questions about flights, um, about uh, all-inclusives. Is a travel agent really worth it? So it's a great episode. But I also want to take a second and say that um, one thing I think you and I, well, I would say more I than we, have been really good about is we take really good advantage even of taking our kids like locally to do stuff. And we live yeah, in New York I, City I, and I Philly. plan those things all the time. No, you don't. But I do, and yeah, you, you come, do. and you come, and you, sure. yeah. Well, it's, it's fun. <laughs> so I just, I think also that sometimes we forget, because I was 36. I've lived near the Statue of Liberty my whole life. I was 36 before the first time that I went to the Statue of Liberty. Like, that should not be. And you've never been on the top of the Empire State Building, right? No, I have. Oh, you have? I yeah. I thought you said you had. I had, yeah, I have a great story about that, that we were in line for the Empire State Building when I was in college. Um, with some friends, um, we may have been um, slightly uh, intoxicated, oh, and security came over to us. We thought they were going to kick us out, but I guess that they thought that we were really like cute and fun and stuff. So they um, took us to the front of the line and took us up to the top of the Empire State Building in front of everybody. We cut the whole line oh. so that they can get us out of there quicker because we yeah, were making I think such a scene. Was complaining about you, so they were like, "Let's get them up and out right, right away." Right, but they were nice because instead of kicking us out, I right. mean, we were just being fun. We weren't sure. being, you know, we weren't causing anybody any danger or anything um so that was a fun story but anyway we i also just wanted to give a shout out a huge shout out to blue man group um because they have been we're an hour from new york um they're all over the world but we're an hour from new york our son ian since he was before he could walk he has been obsessed with blue man group and he's now seen them eight times seven or eight seven yeah. or eight times but Anyway, we took him, we had his birthday party this, there this year. Um, here he comes because he wanted to talk about it. But um, they're in almost every city. So no matter where you are, they're pretty local. And I do think it's something that everyone in their lifetime needs to do well, at least yeah, once. Not only does he has he seen it, but he's made us see it on more than one occasion. We were planning a family trip, which was a cruise. And he was three or four. No, earlier than that. He was, was two, like, yeah. No, 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 no. He was like three or maybe three. It doesn't matter. But- he made us choose a cruise line that stopped in Florida so we could go to Orlando for the day and have me take him to go see the Blue Man Group right, show right. off of the cruise. It's just, it's it's been an incredible part of our lives. And um, he, 
it, it, it's made him, I think, so much more creative. We go there together. It's a great family experience. We have kids all different ages, and we, we all go together. And I don't know. Do you want to say anything about Blue Man Group, A? This is Ian. Go ahead. Go for it, dude. Our 11-year-old Ian, who had his birthday party at Blue Man Group. Go ahead. Hi, guys, I guess. I mean. <laughs> what, um, what do you want to say about Blue Man Group? What do I want to say about Blue Man They've been a very important part of my life. And for my for my birthday party, for my 11th birthday party, um, I was begging my mom to go for like three months in advance. And that's basically what happens every time we go to see Blue Man. You start begging? Yeah, Aren't they the right, reason so, you got into drumming? What? Aren't they the reason you got into drumming? Yeah, and you. You're well, of course. Yeah, and Blue Man Group. But um, do you want to tell everybody what you love so much about Blue Man Group? What is it about I it? I just love their creativity, and um, I love how – and can I just say that one thing? Yeah. When I, was, when I was like four years – like five – like five or six years old at my sister's birthday party i got like two of my friends and poured paint mixed it with water and put it on my drums and i brought a couple of drums up stairs outside and i just started banging on them and it was so much fun yeah because that, that's what they do yeah and women could give me the idea and i was like i want to do that right and it looks so cool and i think that if you bring your kids to blue man group then they will have a, such a fun time and they will like they'll probably open up more and get a little bit more creative and they'll probably just be in like me it'll probably be a very important part of their life oh thanks eh? very good ian all right go to school <laughs> all right now get out of here <laughs> so anyway um if you're in the new york city area or going to be in the new york city area they currently have an awesome um package for birthday parties if you go to www.blueman.com slash nyc birthday um then you get 20 dollars savings um for a special offer of $65 per ticket, which is amazing. And they put your kid's name on the LED screen at the front. Um, everyone in the group gets a poster. They have customized, customizable evites that you can sp- send to your friends. And, they, and the kid gets a spin art canvas made by the Blue Men for the birthday uh, for his birthday. So it's really awesome. We love Blue Man Group. I, honestly, if you haven't gone as a family yet, it's just an easy, fun time. So go check it out. And here we are with uh, our travel episode. Sorry, but go do stuff locally too. And go <laughs> take your kids to see the world. <laughs> go take t- kids to see the world? Yeah, wow. let's, yeah let's go. Okay, okay. let's go. All Enjoy right. the show. Okay. Okay, so thanks for being here with us. I'm happy to. I always love to talk about family travel. Yeah, I listened to a couple of your episodes, and I have to say, first of all, you're like living the life. (laughs) (laughs) That's what my family and friends say, but then they see the hours that I'm putting in behind the scenes, and then they realize that it's not as glamorous as it seems, but yeah, it's pretty good. That seems very similar to podcasting. It's yeah. so like glamorous and easy on the outside. But I don't think anybody thinks podcasting is no? glamorous. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> so how often do you travel? Like how many times a year do you go away? Well, it depends if we're talking about just me or the, like all three of us. Um, my daughter is in high school now, so we can't do nearly as much travel as we used to, especially because she's taking like an AP class. And so even her weekends are full of homework. So we can't even do those like, weekend getaways or short breaks. So we mostly travel in the summer, but then uh, I still do probably once a month, um, some other type of travel, whether it's like a girl's trip or some type of like press trip because I'm in this, you know, space. Um, So yeah, still probably at least once a, once a month, but I would say as a family, um, big trips about twice a year. And then we always have a mother daughter trip at least once a year. And then sometimes my husband and I will try to get away. That's that's incredible. Yeah, Danielle, you cannot get into this business. I'm sorry (laughs) to disappoint you. I think it's a little late for me. I don't know. But, um, well, that's great. Well, I definitely want to talk about some of your favorite places to go. And you have the, uh, your podcast. You want to tell us a little bit about the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So our podcast is Vacation Mavens, and we've been around for about three years I do it with a friend of mine who is also a family travel blogger, 
and her name is Kim Tate from Stuff Suitcase. And so about three years ago, we just decided, you know what, there's not a lot of people talking about family travel, um, unless it's about Disney. So let's do something that addresses that. So we really um, try to address people that are planning a vacation. And so we kind of alternate between talking about a destination and a topic. You know, the topics could be anything from flying with babies to dealing with allergies on the road and, and things like that. And so we usually have a little bit of chit chat about our recent travels and then we interview someone about the topic of the week. That's great. And have you guys ever traveled together, the two of you? Yeah, actually we just got back from 10 days in Ireland together. Um, so we try and we actually have like a couple of girls trips um, planned for the summer too. So it's actually a lot of fun to travel together because we're sharing about it on the podcast, which I know our audience loves to hear. And then we're kind of writing about it on our separate blogs too. That's awesome. Well, I asked our, our audience about what questions they have for you. And obviously our, we're, we're all trying to save money for vacations. I mean, that's kind of the number one, don't you find that that's the number one question you get is how can I make it more affordable? How can I go on these trips when, I am living paycheck to paycheck and all of this stuff. It's hard. Yeah, absolutely. And we've, we've kind of made a choice of we travel more, but not as fancy, you know, so we, we, we will try to find some of those budget deals um, so that we can travel more instead of saving up for the big trip. So you kind of, you figure out where you're going to cut it and like what, what, what's a splurge on and what to save on? Yeah, I mean, we really, we put aside budget, you know, from our kind of annual budget. Um, but beyond that, if we want to have some type of a splurge, you know, we're, we're really trying to play around with saving up points and miles. I mean, the one good thing is that my husband actually travels a lot for business, um, you know, even more than I do. He's gone almost every week. And so he has a number of like hotel points and airline points and then we you know use credit cards to maximize those so that's always kind of my number one go-to especially for families because it takes so long you know just to save up points for um you know for a family of I mean, we're luckily we're only three but you know when you especially the larger the family is the the more the airfares are and you know that's tends to be one of the biggest expenses of the trip right so, okay, so I guess I'll just start asking uh, the questions and we can get into conversation that way and you can just whatever, whatever tips and everything you can give along the way, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So the first question I have is people wanted to know how far in advance do we really need to start booking a trip? I think it depends on whether you're doing international or domestic because international, especially if you're traveling at high season, which usually families are traveling in the summer or spring break, you know, maybe like a winter break. Uh, and, you know, that's the busiest times. And so things really book up in advance. And also the airfares, usually for international travel, it's, it's best to get them at least six months out because from then on, the price is only going to increase. And even things like rental cars are the same, um, especially like in Europe, there's limited um, availability, especially of if you want an, an automatic car, you know, so the price keeps going up of that. Um, you know, so I, I would say at least six months for international. I really like to start even close to a year, depending how, like where you're going, if it's a really, you know, hot destination. Um, and then for domestic trips, you know, really, you, you can do it within a few weeks. You, it depends. Like if you're doing national parks, then those, the lodging there books up like a year in advance. So that you have to be on top of. But if you're doing something, you know, not quite as limited of, a, of an in, inventory, you know, I would say like six, three to six months um, tops, you know, sometimes a lot less. And what about booking through a travel agent versus trying to plan the trip yourself? How do you decide? First of all, I've never used a travel agent, but I wouldn't even know where to start if I did. Like there's so many and I, I don't even know what the benefit of using one is, but I've always 
plan it myself because I enjoy doing that. But I know that there are people out there who don't enjoy it, don't have the time. Do you recommend a travel agent? I think in that case I do. So it's funny because with my background, I also like kind of didn't understand the travel agent space. Um, but actually a few years ago, I actually became a travel advisor for a couple of years. And so I was working with an agency that was completely family travel focused. Um, and I planned, you know, trips for probably 20, 30 families a year. Most of that was to Europe, um, but some other things as well. And so I got to see like the inside of why you would use one versus why you wouldn't. And, you know, for example, this year, like we went to Morocco and I used someone because I knew that I wanted someone that had an inside track to local guides and drivers because there are some trips that I'm very comfortable putting together on my own and there's others where I want a little bit more hand-holding like all throughout the you know the way um, if I was to travel to Asia I'd probably also want some help there uh, you know unless I was just going to go to Tokyo or something like that but yeah so I think it depends on the trip like your comfort level but I see the advantages in a couple of ways you know, one, there are some travel agents that are very good about um, finding some discount airfares. Um, two, it's usually just the expertise that they have, you know, in sorting through all the information because there's just so much out there. So if you have the time to go through it or if you have some trusted resources, you can get through and, and find what you need. Um, but sometimes it's just overwhelming. You know, there's just so much information and so if you want to work with someone that has an expertise like for example um the company that i worked for kind of started in italy as as their main destination and then expanded and so we had a ton of expertise of like local guides and drivers and really what hotels were family friendly like who had the the rooms that would work and so if you want that level of um you know just expertise to to rely on and not have to do that all yourself then it's good and then sometimes there are some perks involved usually that is like if you are a luxury traveler then they're going to get access to upgrades and um you know just like breakfast included and perks and things like that so i feel like it depends too on where you are on your budget scale you know how much you'll get out of it because there's not necessarily um like an added fee but there might be an added fee you know, everyone works a little bit differently, but I would for say for the travel agent. Yeah, for a travel agent. Exactly. So I would say it just really depends on kind of the complexity of the trip and how comfortable you are, you know, figuring it out yourself. And then also, like, if it's a destination where you want to have someone to call, you know, if you have a question or something goes wrong, then have a travel agent. You know, if you want kind of that backup. Um, Right, because you can check in with them if something goes wrong back home, they can work it out for you. Yeah, they should, you know, de again, depending on like levels of service. And those are those are questions that I would ask a travel agent, you know, when you're when you're, you know, checking someone out to see if you want to work with them is just kind of understanding how they work and what support they can provide for you. Mm -hmm. When uh, booking on your own. Do you ever recommend or use yourself the, you know, travel websites like Expedia or Travago? I've looked at those things more than once. I, I've never found a price on anyone that's different from the other or cheaper than booking directly. Like I've, I've never seen the use of using one of those sites. Do you find them to be more productive or useful? I use them for research, but I don't use them for booking. And here's why. I mean, especially when it comes to air to airlines, but if you book through an online travel agency, if there are changes, you know, or, or anything like that, it, even if there ends up being problems with your flight, like you want to be able to have booked that directly so that you can work directly with their customer service and not be told, oh no, like you booked through someone else. So, you right. know, you, you can't get a, credit or something like that. So I always book direct, but I'll use, I mean, I use all kinds of sites to see like what the options are. You know, I use booking, I use hotels to kind of see different hotels in the area, but then I, I just won't book through them. I mean, the only exception to that is if we're doing just a short stay somewhere, um, especially like when we go to New York, I'll often use like Priceline or Hotwire and do a, you know, one of the mystery deals um, because I have a pretty good 
methodology for sorting out at least you know narrowing it down to like the two or three I think it is um, so I'll, I'll, I'll book through that but if it's like a longer trip or a bigger trip I don't because I want to be able to have flexibility in terms of cancel cancellation getting my points you know all that kind of stuff what, what is a mystery deal I, I've never used Priceline before and it sounds interesting okay yeah so with Priceline and with Hotwire you can go on and you can you can either see the different hotels and um, book them or they have kind of mystery hotels and so it'll say like a five-star hotel in Central Park South and you will then it's a, it's much cheaper but you don't know what it is um, until after you book it but then you can't cancel it so you're you're locked in so there's that way of doing it and the other way is to kind of bid on something to say oh I'm willing to pay $150 for this and they either accept it or they don't. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's ways to save there. It's, it's also trickier with a family though, because they don't always guarantee what room you have. Like Hotwire is better that you can see the bed configuration. Um, so if you need like two queen beds, you know, you want to be able to see that. Otherwise you may get a room that's like one king bed and you're a family of four. So, you know, that doesn't work. We got to do that. Why don't we ever do that? A mystery? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I mean, you know what you're you know what you're getting as far as like type of hotel, right? Like you're not going to end up at like a day's in. You can pick your your level. You know right. whether you want it to be like three star, four star, five star. You can pick your amenities, um, so you can see what matches those you know that criteria and the general um, the general neighborhood, and then you know you get what you get. So, so why do they do that? What's the benefit? They probably them? have rooms that weren't booked and it's, it was it like a day before you can do it. Um, not for that. You can do that quite a bit before oh, um, wow. for like the day before I've actually used hotel tonight. Um, which have you guys heard of that one? Yeah, yeah I have. Yeah. yeah so that's that, the last minute booking, right? Where right. that's whatever's left. And I think now you can do it maybe up to a week in advance. Um, but that's the same thing. Like they have inventory that they want to fill. And so they put it out there and then you can, you know, get a good deal. So uh, we definitely use that. But again, those are usually more like one night stays, two night stays, like, especially if we're going somewhere like New York where we know it well and we feel pretty comfortable. Um, I haven't used it for a longer family vacation because for a family vacation, I usually feel, and, and, and I will say like, I've used it like with my daughter, but like if it's really like a long vacation, like I want, I care about the hotel that we're staying at. Like I want it to be in a, in a specific location or I want a specific hotel. So in that case, then I don't do the surprise. So you book right through the hotel itself. Is that usually yeah. the best? Cause they always say best rate available. Is that true that you, if it says that you just book through the hotel? Yeah, I mean, best rate, sometimes you can, you know, if you're a member, like a Hilton member, so there's always like a certain, you know, maybe $10 off. And yes, I just book through the hotel. Like it gives you more flexibility. You get points and, you know, I, I sign up for every point program because like you never know, right? You know, sometimes you can transfer or sometimes you might end up, you know, building that up in the future. And so. Do you mean like becoming a member of what, when they say, are like you going to sign up for our program? You, you, you always do it. I do. Right. Yep. Okay. That's good to know. Uh, are there certain airlines? Well, first I want to talk about flights and, and booking because everyone, everyone always says, oh, there's a time of the year you're supposed to book flights or there's a time of the day that you're supposed to book. Is any of that true? I'm not so sure about the time of day. I mean, I hear Tuesdays a lot, you know, when people talk of days of the week, but I definitely see we've gotten some amazing deals around Black Friday. So like the day before Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, even Cyber Monday, like the Monday after Thanksgiving, um, those tend to be some really good deals. And that's also when a lot of hotels or resorts will have deals. So if you're looking to go to like beaches or, you know, Great Wolf Lodge or something like that, a lot of times they will have, you know, 25% off kind of deal or something like that. So um, that's the only, really the only thing. Otherwise, I actually use a couple of apps to track flights, you know, and then when it tells me like, this is probably the best deal you're going to get, then I book it. Okay. What, and what, which apps are those? Uh, one is Hopper. 
um, which allows you to put in, basically you can see like the month and it'll show you which days of the week are gonna be cheaper. So you can kind of play around with your departure dates. Um, it doesn't always work for families because sometimes you're pretty stuck with like, okay, I need to leave on a Saturday and come back on a Saturday. But if you can have a little bit more flexibility, then you might say, oh wow, if we left Thursday night and came back Monday, we're gonna save a ton of money. You know, So it shows you that, but then you put in the, the range that you're looking at and it'll just give you alerts and it'll say like, it's gone down, but keep waiting. We expect it to go down more. And then it'll say like, this is the best deal we think you're gonna get, book now. And so I do that. Um, and I also sign up for, um, it's a subscription, but it's called Dollar Flight Club. And they just give you alerts. You put in your home airport and then destinations that you're interested in, and they'll just send you, you know, alerts when different sales pop up. And those are the ones where you have to act quickly. And so those can be kind of tough for families because like we're, pretty typical in that we follow like the school schedule we don't pull her out of school so we can't just jump on like oh wow like we can go October 5th we can have a great deal to go to Japan like we, we can't do that you know um, but there have been times like this year in September it was um, like a 24-hour sale to go to Morocco and we had been thinking about like Morocco or Israel like where to go and so that came up and we're like let's do it $500, you know, so if it's already something that you have on your radar and a good deal pops up, then you probably can jump on it. But those you, you have to act pretty quickly because chances are it's either going to go up or, you know, it may only be around for like 24 hours. Right. And for airlines, I, I mean, for me, I, we have had, I don't know if we just have bad luck, but we have had some really awful airline experiences. Um, and it seems to me with some of the airlines that we've flown, a few of them have been awesome and have, have had awesome flight attendants, but a few of even the bigger airlines, I feel like just the overall service, the the flight attendants and how nice they are, the way that they deal with kids and um, just the overall comfort, just everything seems to be diminishing, right? Like it just is getting worse and worse. Yeah. I always say like flying sucks, you know, yeah. and, and airlines suck and you know, it's, it's horrible and they get you, you know, when people are getting on board, they're already so stressed and so angry and, you know, in such a bad mood because they've been nickel and dimed and you know, put through the ringer. And so no one's, in a mood to be kind and generous to each other. So it's just such a recipe for disaster. I mean, I, it's frustrating, but what are you going to do? You know? Right. So, okay. So my question is, are there airlines that you think really are, if, if, if you're not worried as much about money and you want you're you're traveling with kids, you want it to be as comfortable and as easy as possible. Are there airlines that you recommend that are kind of more consistent and the flight attendants are nicer and it's just a smoother situation? Yeah, it's funny. I was just recording an interview with somebody this week about um, budget airlines, you know, flying budget airlines with families. But the guest and I both really like Southwest. And I don't, have you flown Southwest before? I have. I don't no. think you have. I mean, I just enjoy, I find that they're service is really nice they're much more willing to try to accommodate you and they you know they have a process and a lot of people don't like the process of lining up by um by number by number but to me like i find it just because you know what it is it just goes really smoothly versus everyone trying to like push and shove to get in and like people standing and blocking the line when it's not even their boarding group yet and just like kind of all that general stress that you have if you're flying like you know, American or something like that. So I like it. They have family boarding between, um, between A and B. Uh, so families are able, you know, for, for younger kids, able to get seats together. Or what we do is we pay a little bit extra to get the early bird check-in. So we know we're in group A and then we know we're going to get on the plane, you know, fast and get good seats. And um, they give you two free bags to check and they give you snacks. And it's, to me, like it's, it's, just a, a pleasant experience. Um, I also really like JetBlue. I mean, I've always liked JetBlue because, you know, they have like seatback entertainment and generally I find their um, staff to be, you know, pretty, pretty nice, you know, pretty good to, to work with. Yeah, we found um, the same thing. Yeah, we, we like JetBlue, JetBlue a lot recently. too, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, generally, like like now they do charge for a bag. They just kind of gave into that, but it, it's a lot less like nickel and dime feeling than like American and United. I mean, I just, I can't stand either of those, but you know, sometimes you have to fly them. And I also, at this point, I feel like if you fly budget airlines, like it's not great, but you know what to expect. Like, you know, you're going to be nickel and dimed, which is, but when you're buying, you know, United and then you don't even get to pick a seat or bring a carry on, it feels ridiculous, you know? So I, I don't know, like sometimes the budget airlines work too. You just have to really, you have to understand what their requirements are and you need to look at the total price and not the advertised price because you know the, you're clearly not flying to florida for 29 dollars. you know right right and we are our, our airport our home airport is newark and uh united is like the biggest you know they it's their hub, it's their hub. Yeah. so we always I, have no choice yeah we we oftentimes and that was just our points for a long time was through united yeah um we have literally never had a good experience on that airline nope. to the point where they've made me cry before. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I mean, I, I will, I will never, I, I feel like I say I will never fly them again. I guess if, if there's ever a reason I really have to, but I just, I can't believe what's allowed to happen now. It's insane. Yeah. It's, it's bad. I mean, it's really bad. And you, sometimes you call them out on it and they're still just like, well, you know, sorry. Like, it, it gets, right. Well, yeah, it was just a just couple of years ago that United had a big outing. Um, right. There was a big right. public statement being made about how mm -hmm. bad they are and their, their services. But yeah, we also have JFK, which is not too far. And that's JetBlue's one of their hubs, which yeah. is nice. Right. Yeah. And we like away. Delta too. We've and that's out of Phil we go out of Philly. Too. So we have a bunch of airports around here. So we do have options, but they're just a bit further. July 4th is coming up. And I know for me, that's one of my favorite holidays because I feel like it's just pure fun. And I love watching the kids in the pool and I don't know, it's just a fun holiday. So if you're having people over, just enjoy yourself and make everything so much easier with Swig and Swallow, my favorite <laughs> brand name. Like it's a like, child. It's like Dick Buttkiss. Oh, Anytime boy. I say Dick Buttkiss, <laughs> yes, I laugh. Yes, you giggle. <laughs> Swig and Swallow is a line of fresh, all-natural cocktail mi mixers sold half full. They leave room for you to add spirits directly to the mixer bottle. So it's just no measurement required, and you just can continue partying and have delicious cocktails such as margaritas, mojitos, Moscow mules, uh, and they carry cosmopolitans and daiquiri and gimlets seasonally. So check it out. They're all made with real ingredients, zero additives, preservatives, or anything artificial. They fresh squeeze all of the juices themselves, and they make craft cocktail bar quality syrups. So they really are a delicious drink. And they have a six-month shelf life if refrigerated or unopened. So go to swigandswallow.com and put in promo code MNM for 20% off your order. Swigandswallow.com, MNM for 20% off your order. Order now so you get them in time for July 4th. I just finished packing our daughter for sleepaway camp, and I don't know if anybody out there has ever packed a teen girl before, but um, it is not easy, and she was no help, and I'm supposed to use two duffels. You're supposed to have to fit everything into two duffels, but because of Mumi's compact containers, I packed everything in one duffel, which was amazing. Everything is color-coded, and when she gets there, she's just going to be able to take it all, all out. Shirts in one thing, shorts in another, bathing suits. It's all completely organized for her. And after that, they have to deal with her because I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you got to head to MoomyDesign.com. Vacations, business trips, storage in your house, packing your kids for college, packing your kids for camp, teen tours, anything. It makes it so simple. Uh, and they're beautifully designed, too. So head to MoomyDesign.com and put in promo code 15Martinis for 15% off at checkout. MoomyDesign.com, 15Martinis for 15% off at checkout. Okay, okay, so we were just finishing up about... Yeah, about flights and everything. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Yeah. So basically, Black Friday, around Black Friday, check those times um, if you can and if you are planning a trip. Uh, And other than that, there is really, as far as time goes, not much. It it just depends. You don't really know. Yeah. I would just say, like, if you're going to travel internationally in the summer, book by Christmas for your trip. Internationally in the summer, book by Christmas. All right. That's good. (laughs) Okay. Uh, and also, okay, so moving on about people always ask, and we're this is big for us too, because we have three young kids. And when we go away as a family, obviously you want time by yourself when you can have it. Um, and so kids club is a big deal. And I know there are so many resorts out there that offer kids clubs. I've been to some resorts that you go online and the kids club looks incredible and then you get there and you walk in and it's like this little tiny crappy room with like 10 year old toys and they are terrible yeah so but then i know that there are some that are really really good uh so if people are going to narrow it down like that because you want your kid to walk in like we do disney cruises because they have the best i mean our kids we don't see our kids ever on a disney cruise yeah I've heard which that. i guess we're supposed to be there spending time together but <laughs> but they're off i mean they're really the disney that's you know 50 of why you go on a disney cruise is because they have the most incredible camp and you're paying for it it's really expensive but um but it is phenomenal but as far as resorts and everything goes, is there, are there chains that are known to have the best? There's a few. I mean, I will admit that I have an only who's kind of shy. And so she was never a big fan of the kids club because, you know, she didn't have anybody to go in with, you know, and so it was a little bit uncomfortable for her, but we've, we've gone to some, um, so beaches, I'm sure you've heard is amazing. Like I was just down in beaches, Turks and Caicos in October. And I was really impressed by their teen club too. Um, because they did, they did have one whole building that was like a Xbox 360 lounge and some other games and stuff, but they also took the kids like snorkeling and like on a glass flat bottom boat. So they were out doing the kind of stuff that you should be doing when you're on an Island and not just like in front of a video screen. Um, which I think, you know, a lot of us, don't really want to go on vacation just to have the kids do that. So I love that. Um, we also had gone to the Grand Velas in uh, Riviera Maya, but they have a few resorts in Mexico and their kids clubs were amazing. Also like activities, but also like the space itself was really amazing. And uh, where else? Um, well, if you can go to some very specific, uh, like kid-friendly resorts, like down in the Florida Keys, Hawks K Resort uh, is really, really family-focused, and they have these like villas with two or three bedrooms and kitchens and, and things like that. But then they had a really good kids club. Um, that was one we actually did get Hannah to go to for a little while. Yeah. Um, yeah so those are those are ones that come like top of mind. I mean, there's always like Nickelodeon and the Dominican Republic, of course, of course, they're going to have a good kids club, you know, like the whole resort is so kid focused. Right, right. But it's not sometimes those other resorts, I mean, somewhere like like Nickelodeon, I bet there's kids everywhere where some of these other resorts is nice because there's an adult area and a separate kids area. There's adult pools. Definitely. And, yeah. Know, so it's, it's, it's nice to go somewhere and know that you can actually not like if my own kids are at a kids club I don't want to see anybody else's kids <laughs> yeah. you know so yeah, usually they'll have the like the quiet pool or the yeah pool. yeah and you're talking yeah. about beaches and everything and obviously beaches is somewhere we've also always wanted we we've debated at times between maybe beaches or uh, Disney cruise and we, we go away once a year as a family so it's a mm-hmm. little bit different because we don't have as many times to try all these try, different yeah right. we have to sort of um you know like decide on one or the other and we have not been to beaches yet but places like that 
um, they're expensive, but is there ever a way to, uh, is there stuff you could be asking for or anything, any kind of like wiggle room to try to, you know, include things with the price or ask them, is, is there ever a way to do that? I don't know about with beaches. Um, beaches, like what I would do is sign up for their newsletter. So if you go to their website and like, you know, put your email in, you'll get emails of when they have sales. And so, like I said, like around Black Friday they do, but it's a good thing where, you know, if you have a place that you know you want to go to, sign up for their newsletter, follow them on social and you'll find out when they're having a sale and then maybe you can jump on it. And the thing with beaches, like, especially, like, so when Hannah was 18 months old, we went to beaches in Jamaica and we went there mostly because Sesame Street, you know, and it was the only place that had a kids club for toddlers. Cause usually the kids club doesn't start until they're like, you know, um, preschool age, right? Do they like even still do Sesame Street. Street there or is that they do. Oh, yeah. they do. Okay. Yeah, they do. So it's really great for like younger kids, but, but beaches, Turks and Caicos, they have, I, I didn't really like the one in Jamaica. It was really, we went there for her, but beaches, Turks and Caicos is like a beautiful beach and you know, it's, it's a nice property. So it's, you're not going just because of Sesame Street or just because of the kids club. Um, but they have, you know, different villages. And so like Key West is the most expensive, you know, so it depends on where you stay. So if you're willing to sacrifice a little bit on room style or, you know, amenities, like if you want that one that, if you don't mind, if it's like a little bit older, a little more dated or a little bit further, you know, so that's kind of the things, you know, to look for if you're willing, if you really want to try a property, but you know, you just, um, it's hard to make it work with the budget because beaches is super expensive I and mean, yeah, like crazy expensive, but they do really include a lot. And I think especially if you're interested in trying scuba diving because they actually include i don't know if they include the course but if you are a scuba diver they include scuba diving as an activity which like a lot of all-inclusives are not totally all-inclusives i mean we did a, a cruise last year and i couldn't believe how many like added things there were but um you know there there's like the kids club where you're doing like a glass bottom boat and snorkeling like that's all included and so if you add that that stuff up maybe it helps you know feel a little bit better Mm -hmm. um, but otherwise, I would say, like, this is sometimes where a travel agent can help, or even if you book through, like, American Express Travel, if you have an American Express card, like, sometimes they can get you, um, like, breakfast thrown in or something. But, like, rarely, though, if you are just, like, calling up a hotel or a resort, are you going to be able to get, like, negotiate or get something thrown in unless you're unless you have status, you know, with that hotel chain or, um, you know, there's, there's, or unless you're booking like a whole bunch of rooms, like a multi-generational family kind of thing. So, but they, but like I said, sometimes travel agents can get a few of those perks thrown in. So, and otherwise, you know, I, I mean, I do things like I look at, do they have a triple A rate and, you know, just like other things, other discounts they might offer. And so once you're there, what about tips for things we can bring with us, things we can pack if we're going to a resort or we're traveling to, to save money once we're there? I know, you know, snacks or anything that you could recommend that maybe we're not thinking of that we can really be bringing with us or buying, stopping at Costco and getting or whatever mm. it is on the way to save money. Yeah. I mean, I have my big thing in that if breakfast isn't included, like we don't usually eat a sit down hot breakfast every day. I mean, we're usually like running late and eating a bar in the car. And so we'll tend to bring like some of those like protein bars and things. And if breakfast isn't included, we'll just have that or we'll go out off the, you know, property and just, you know, pick up a muffin or something like that. Um, also, I never pay to do laundry at a hotel. Like, you know, if we're having a long, um, you know, a longer trip, I either try to like wash some things in the sink or, you know, if we're staying at like an Airbnb, then I will, um, you know, do laundry at one point. So I do little things like that. I mean, we always travel with our refillable water bottles because I drink water, like it's ridiculous how much water I drink. And so if I, it's one of those things where sometimes in the hotel, um, you know, like what would come out of the bathroom faucet is like warm and it's not good, but they don't give you bottled water and they charge you for it. I'm so happy when there's a place like Hilton Garden Inn always has like the, 
like the what do you call it like a canister thing of water downstairs mm -hmm. yeah or like you know with a little tap you know so you can like refill your water bottles mm -hmm. i'm always so excited by those little things like they included water you know like i don't know yeah. why i get so excited about that but we, we stayed this past summer in new york we stayed at the one hotel in brooklyn mm -hmm. and they were just opening so there was a lot of crappy stuff that I didn't like about it, like their service wasn't so great. But I, I swear, I'm the one of those people who I wake up in the middle of the night in a hotel and I'm like opening up the uh, mini bar for bot cold bottled water, even if it's like $12 because I just need a cold drink so badly. They yeah. have built into their wall like super fresh freezing so cold nice. water yeah, that. that you can get at any time. It's just like a, a filtered. Mm. That would make me so happy. Because they're a green hotel. So right. they don't want, they're trying um, to use yeah. plastic or anything. I swear to God that made my entire weekends. Like it, it made such a difference. Yeah. yeah I can't understand that. Especially like when we were in Mexico and a lot of people worry about the water when you're in Mexico. Right. And, and still like you want a bottle of water, it's five, five bucks, you know, like, I, I can't, that's the kind of nickel and diamond that I can't stand. And, th and that's everywhere. It's not even just in Mexico. Like Danielle was just saying, when we're in New York, if you take it from the mini bar, it's $10, $12 for right. a big bottle of water. I mean, well, that's why maybe uh, that's what I was saying on the, in the resorts. If you're going to an all inclusive, just, you know, if you're taking a taxi from the place, maybe you could say to them, is there a Target or a Costco right. on the way that I could stop at and fill up? on yeah. water i mean a lot of people do that a lot of people do that when they go to like disney or you know a resort um like that and also you have to check with the hotel but some hotels will allow you to get a delivery so you could do like amazon prime you know have something sent or you could see if there's like an amazon locker and have you know some you know snacks or case of water or something like that like kind of sent ahead that you could pick up so what's an amazon locker so in certain locations, like I know, sounds so our, exciting. <laughs> our has them, but it's basically like you, if you're not going to be home to get a delivery, or if you don't have, maybe you only have like a, a PO box or something, like you can have something sent to like an Amazon locker and you can pick it up. So like in Whole Foods, it's like a thing of lockers. You know, I've never used it because, you know, I just get deliveries at home, but I know that that's an option. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I actually have a, some, something, a story that people can learn because we did that internationally when, to, when we went to Europe last summer, I wanted to ship stuff. Um, I had gotten t-shirts made for our family and everything. And I wanted to ship stuff before we got there for it to be delivered. We were staying at an Airbnb for it to be mm -hmm. delivered to the Airbnb. So Adam went online, looked at the shipping, how long it would take. We shipped it. We get there. It's not there. And we were there for like two weeks. The day we left, it arrived. It was caught up in customs the entire time. Oh, yeah. So internationally, I i mean, I will never ship like that again because it just, there was nothing they would do or could do. We didn't even get our money back. Yeah, I, I know I was looking at um, when we went to Morocco this year, like having our luggage shipped um just because it was like very complicated what we were doing to get there and they were like don't do that you'll never get your luggage it'll be held up in um in customs forever because there are companies that will do you know like a luggage shipment so you don't have to deal with carting all your stuff or if you're going to like multiple destinations like a, you know people that are like stopping in iceland and then going to paris in the summer well you don't you need your winter coat in paris but you know so right there are some services like that and those are reliable or you're saying don't don't do it well i think you have to talk to them and understand the the country that you're working with like morocco they were like definitely don't do it but um you know others you know i haven't used it personally but i know people that have that you know it's worked fine mm -hmm. i also wanted to ask you because you've been to so many places and our heads always go to first of all when i go to plan a trip and i do love planning them but when i go online and you're thinking about where to go and you're looking at the search bar, you're like, okay, how am I even narrowing this down? There's a million places to go. There are a million places I want to go. I have one trip a year to plan. And so that's a lot of pressure. But I also was wondering if there are places, our first place we always look is you know, an all-inclusive resort in the Caribbean, or are there places that are hidden gems that 
we're not thinking about that we should be thinking about from even like an in um an economic perspective, economical perspective, or just somewhere that we're not taking our kids that maybe we should be that we're not thinking about? I think it just depends on your vacation style, right? Like there's, like, first of all, there's a difference between vacation and a trip, right? So like your, your Europe trip was more of a trip. You're very busy, you're active, you're doing a lot of, you know, sightseeing. And then there's the vacation where you just want to have more relaxation. So it depends on like what you're going for. And then, you know, what types of things you enjoy. I mean, it's just, it's so, it's so broad that usually when I talk to somebody, I try to like help them narrow down like, well, you know, do you want to be active or do you want to relax? Do you want to, you know, like, do you want it to be more outdoor? Do you want it to be cultural? You know, like do some thinking to kind of narrow it down. And I feel like with family, it's nice to alternate you know, and not, you know, I know you're, you're looking at like once a year, but even with that, like, you know, do you want every trip to be to a resort, you know, or because, and then you haven't seen like as much of a varied landscape of the U.S. or, you know, do you want it, every trip to be to Europe and, you know, like just, so I like to kind of mix it up a little bit and that's why we'll do like a road trip you know, or even what we've done recently, especially like with my daughter and I in the summers, we'll fly somewhere. Like I'll find a good flight deal, fly somewhere and then start a road trip from there. So it kind of, you know, branches out where I used to always leave from Rhode Island. <laughs> and then you kind of, how far do you want to drive? You know, but now that I've flown somewhere and then started from there, it gives us like a little bit more flexibility with our, with our road trips. And so I don't know, like to me, I, I just think that it's great to expose your kids to a lot of different things. Um, and that includes the great outdoors, that includes other cultures. Um, you know, and then sometimes it's nice just to relax on a resort. So it's just a hard question because it just, it depends. Mm -hmm. Do you have certain places, I mean, obviously your podcast is a place to start, but do you have certain places that you, when you're thinking about it, that you go to sort of get some inspiration so that in case people are out there who want to plan a trip for their family but don't know where to start are there certain places that that you recommend that maybe they go check out well i think that um as you are searching online you'll probably run across a number of different blogs and if you find someone that like you really resonates with you like you know you like the type of travel that they do then you know follow them follow them on social media so like my blog is we three travel and so it's you know so sometimes um you know people relate to the fact that i have one kid or just the types of uh the types of trips that we do but because i follow a lot of people in this space and that's kind of how i got started um it always gives me ideas so i have too many ideas you know like i feel like my bucket list like grows every day um but i would you know they're definitely um a lot of different family travel bloggers out there and that's a great place to start because then you can say okay it worked for this family and this is how they did it and it makes it a little easier when it comes to planning your own because you can just you know steal from that um, versus having to start from scratch and do it all on your own so i think yeah just sometimes listening to these podcasts or following certain bloggers whether it's on you know instagram or Facebook or whatever, and then, you know, you get ideas from there. And then one of them will probably really speak to you and say, yeah, like, we should do this. This sounds like a great idea. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I want to talk about Adam and I have very differing ideas about tipping when we're on vacation. Okay. You do? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Like, I'm always tipping the housekeeping much more than you ever would in certain areas, but it does get ridiculous when, when you go away. The, you, you, you sometimes, you don't even factor it in when you're planning, but it is a whole other expense. Yeah, it is. I mean, just think about it. Like you guys have done cruises. Think about like how big that amount is, you know, that you have to add to your cruise bill. And, and then like, yeah, you've maybe prepaid it, but it is. It adds up and there you're paying it in one chunk, but otherwise you're doing it like, you know, onesie twosies. And so it yeah, on a cruise, it's it's more of a requirement than a tip. I mean, when you're staying at a resort, you kind of have the option to tip whoever you feel necessary to tip. But on a cruise, it's kind of laid out on your bill. Right. 
so there's a huge difference on something like a cruise. Uh, we, we've cruised a lot, and just like what you said before, th there's a lot of extra charging going on because you kind of get that like, oh, it looks inexpensive compared to going somewhere else. But once you get on that ship, there's a lot of other charges going on. And tipping is one of them. And it's a big one, like you just said. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering, for, for instance, with a resort, someone comes, you call down, you need towels, room service. If it's all-inclusive, what does that mean? Is, are you supposed to tip that person when they come up to the room? Are you never supposed to have cash on you at any time? Nope. Are you supposed to bring? Yes. Yeah, so you say no, but then you're standing there in the room and someone's looking at you and you're like, oh. <laughs> I, think it, tip them? I think it depends on the resort too. So I know when I was at beaches, they were like, we are not allowed to accept tips. Like you couldn't give them a tip. Um, so certain, and Beaches does that because they don't want you to feel like you have to do that the whole time, you know? So it's another thing where like, yeah, the price is high, but it really is all inclusive. Um, you know, so it depends on the resort. Like if I'm just staying, if it's not an all inclusive and I'm just staying at a hotel, you know, then I probably wouldn't tip somebody that brought me towels, but I would tip the housekeeper. Or I would um, tip, you know, if somebody brought my bags up to the room, you know, and room service is usually included, like they, they charge you, you know, it's built in. So it's, I just make sure that it's already included. And I don't usually do like an additional because I feel like it's already, they usually charge you a service charge plus, you know, the 20% or whatever. So what about concierge? Um, that depends. Like it depends on how much they really helped me versus like hand me a map and like, you know, maybe draw out a route or something. <laughs> right. um, but if they're actually like, calling and making reservations for me or, you know, going out of their way. I mean, part of it's their job, you know, but mm -hmm. if, if I feel like they're going out of their way, then yeah, then I would tip them. And Europe, just not, no restaurants, nothing like that. You don't, there's nothing. Yeah, no, you still tip in Europe, but it's, it's, just, it's, less. Oh, it's yeah. just less. Yeah. Okay. So like, it depends on the country. Um, like we were just in Ireland and they're normal um, tipping rate is 12% in Italy, you know, it's maybe 10%, but it's usually more like round up, you know, or leave like a couple extra coins. So just like a couple of Euro, because it's not, it, it was funny, we were just in Ireland and someone made the really good point about like why maybe the service wasn't quite what we expected. Cause they're like, well, you know, we actually pay a decent wage, but that means that they're not working for tips, which means maybe they're not going above and beyond quite as much um yeah so i think you kind of have to figure out based on the country what the standards are and google will give you that information very quickly right. there's all kinds of even on pinterest there's all kinds of like infographics on you know tipping in italy and tipping in this country and that country mm -hmm. we actually just did a podcast on um tipping earlier this year too because it, it definitely comes up a lot it's a big question yeah, isn't and especially it, if you don't agree with your spouse. Isn't it, <laughs> isn't it considered an insult in Japan? To that I don't know. That I don't know. Hmm. I think that's the case there. But don't listen to me if anybody's listening. If <laughs> Google it. Yeah, Google it own. first. <laughs> right, yeah, don't listen to him because he, yeah. Um, did you have any questions that you wanted to, to um, I can I have one more just about, because we're talking about all-inclusives. Is it really worth the savings of, I mean, is it really a savings staying in an all-inclusive or is it just more of a convenience? Is it really worth the experience of staying all-inclusive versus not? I don't know. I, I haven't done a lot of all-inclusives because they're like, they're, for me, they're, they're good once in a while, but I, I like to explore and I'm just someone that really likes to get out and be in the place where I am. And so if you're at an all-inclusive, like there's no need to leave the property. And or sometimes you can't because of what the like safety years are. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and, and if you do leave, like, well, then you're paying for your lunch and you're missing your free lunch and, you know, that kind of thing. So, right. um, yeah, so I don't, I, I think it depends. You know, I talked to some people that like, they're like, well, we have three kids or, you know, we're a family of five and we've got teenagers that eat like crazy like it just it's just it's good because you know what the total price is and they like that you know they like to know like this is our budget going into it and this is what we're going to spend versus um 
you know, just going, staying at a hotel and going out to dinner in cities, which can be expensive and, you know, getting snacks and, and all of that. Cause otherwise you really need to build all of that into your budget, you know, and, and compare it. I've done a lot of posts on my website on like, how much does a trip to Italy cost? How much does a trip to Ireland cost? You know, just to kind of lay that out for people so they can get an idea of like what that total number is and then like okay here's how you save money like stay at an airbnb do this kind of thing um so you know i again i'm not i i just think it's like case by case and it depends okay. on yeah it's yeah, also funny. it's nice also to go somewhere and like our kids we have super picky eaters and i also have a seven-year-old who takes one bite of something and doesn't eat the rest and to be an all-inclusive and have to do that is way less frustrating than to be right. at yeah. a restaurant where he's eating a $16 grilled cheese and yeah. taking two bites. So from that perspective, even though I think oftentimes the food isn't as good, if it's, right. if it, you know. Yeah, well, I think that's the other thing is that we're foodies. And so we're like, eh. I was just going to say the same thing because for Danielle and I, when we go away alone, we've rarely done all-inclusives. Um, for us, part of our entertainment is dinner and finding great spots wherever mm -hmm. we are around the area. And we don't do shows, we don't do excursions, we don't spend money barely other than food. So, <laughs> yeah, like you said, you skip breakfast. <laughs> that would never happen oh, no. with me on a vacation. <laughs> no. I would eat. I would eat a breakfast at the hotel, and then I would eat another breakfast while wherever we were going. So. No, we love vacation breakfasts. Well, I love them when they're included. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, see, I, I if they're thirty euro a person, then I don't love them. So yeah, I don't, right. I don't. I don't feel comfortable spending the thirty dollars on scrambled eggs and like bacon with it. But other than that, but that's one of the reasons we don't do all inclusives. It's just because dinner is our entertainment, and we want to see what's going on out in the area and find some good restaurants. Yeah, but that's not with the kids. That's the two. Of I said us. Two but, of us. Oh, yeah. I mean, when we went to the Grand Velas in Riviera Maya, it was a multi-gen trip, and luckily my in-laws were paying for it. But my nephew, he ate them out of house and home. He thought it was the the best thing that at any time of day he could call room service and get a pizza delivered. Like I don't know how yeah. many that kid had, and they yeah. replaced the mini bar snacks, and he had like Oreos all day long, and like right. I don't even know what he was eating, but right. he definitely took advantage of that. Oh. I have a really funny all-inclusive story. Can I tell it real fast? When we were we were away last summer in uh, a Rivi um, Riviera Maya mm -hmm. for a friend's uh, wedding, they and they invited families to come to their wedding. So we had all our kids with us. So we went and we were with a bunch of friends. You know, we all had different rooms with our families. So, like I said, my kids and I, when we're on vacation, it's we don't hold back. We are don't do the accent. We are ordering. I can't <laughs> anyway. <laughs> My friend called us. I'm sorry. So I, my friend was over. Um, my kids came in. They're like, "Oh, we want to, we want to order some food to the room." It was like ten minutes before dinner was starting, but they wanted to order food. But it's all inclusive, so I was like, "All right, order food. What do I care?" So um, I called down for food, and about two and a half minutes later, I get a call back saying, "I'm sorry, Mrs. Silverstein," and I'm like, "Yeah." They're like. We, you've reached your maximum capacity for food for the day. What? I'm really sorry. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and then I'm sort of thinking to myself and I'm like, well, we have eaten a lot of food. <laughs> I'm like, so, but it's an all inclusive. Like I was so confused. And then I was starting to get angry because he was like, yeah, your family has just eaten more than most families eat when they're on <laughs> all inclusive. You. So I'm starting to get, so by this time I'm like, oh my God, put me on with your manager right <laughs> So then my friend is all of a sudden like, Danielle, it's me. <laughs> it was great though. He did a really good job. So, um, so yeah, so all inclusives for that are, it's great. I mean, you can't beat it, but, but then you deal with maybe food that isn't quite as, as good. So, um, and I guess my last one is just vacation ideas. I know you're more of a family expert, but vacation ideas uh, or resorts for couples that maybe we're not thinking about or your favorites in general. Well, we don't get away a lot, just the two of us, but I've done a couple. So a couple of years ago, we went to Eden Rock at Capcana on um, Dominican Republic. Uh, it's not far from Punta Cana. And it was amazing. It's not an adults only 
um, resort. They actually have a kids club, but it's more for like little kids, but it was just so quiet. And it was, it was just such a beautiful resort. Like, I, like we had a little um, like villa with a splash pool in the back and uh, just amazing like room and bathroom. And then you had a little golf cart that you took to the beach and it was so relaxing. I loved it there. I thought it was great for couples. Um, so that was one. And then we tend to do a lot of things that are like wine related. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, you know, like Sonoma or Napa. And this summer we're actually going to the South of France, um, to do a lot of like wine tasting that's stuff while awesome. my daughter's wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what we want to do. Also. Can you FaceTime me from there the whole time you're there? Yeah, yeah that's torture. You don't want to be FaceTime. <laughs> Yeah, last year we were in Italy while she was in camp because my in-laws go to Italy every year and they were having like a party for their anniversary. So we flew over and then we spent, um, you know, we did a few days in Capri with them and then we went to Tuscany for like three days and just did like wine tours and it was, it was heaven. That's awesome. Oh, that's that was like, we were staying at Airbnbs, you know, so not a resort, but it was, it was still wonderful. Right. But Airbnbs, that's the one thing that Airbnbs is that I, I don't love that there isn't someone who's cleaning up after you all the time, but I think you can also <laughs> hire usually someone to do that. Sometimes um, we tend to not stay super long, like maybe the longest we've done is five days. So yeah, then you kind of want, you know, you want someone maybe, you know, but I'll always make sure that we have laundry facilities. So if I need to like wash our towels or something, I can, but yeah, I prefer not to do any of that stuff on vacation. And even though I love having a kitchen, when we do an Airbnb, it's more just to put my water to have cold water, you know, to have like mm-hmm. the wine and cheese, have some breakfast stuff, but, but I don't want to cook dinner. Like that's not what I do on vacation. Right. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. Can you want to tell everybody where they can find you and um, your blog, your your uh, handles, everything? Yeah, I would love to. So the podcast is Vacation Mavens, and that's on, you know, Apple Podcasts and all the rest. And the blog is We Three Travel. So it's we the number three travel.com, we three travel.com. And on social media, like on Instagram and Facebook, I'm at We Three Travel. Uh, Twitter, I'm at T Gruber, but yeah, pretty much we three travel is the primary. And then for podcast listeners like you guys, um, check out Vacation Mavens. All right. Well, thank you. And we'll, we'll link everywhere. Um, awesome. So, yeah. So thanks so much. Thanks yeah, thank you guys. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com